Hey everyone, you're listening to the MLEPC podcast. Thank you for joining us. The podcast features every previous Sunday's sermon and plenty of other cool content like interviews and mini-series. Please remember to share our content and subscribe to our channel so you can stay up to date with everything that we create. You can find out more about what's happening at the church by visiting our website at mlepc.org or checking us out on our social media. Once again, we thank you for tuning in to the Emily PC podcast, and we hope to see you at an event soon. Join with me in our final, almost final reading. Um, this is the fifth reading from also continuing from the book of Luke chapter two. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to all men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Amen. At the beginning of every Advent season, we always in this church kick off the the season singing One of my favorite carols, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I think that carol captures the longing that we have for Jesus to come. We're all excited about Christmas. You should have seen the family service. The kids couldn't wait to open presents. But there's a longing that goes deeper than just children wanting Christmas. There is a longing for God to fix the broken world that we find ourselves in. And as we sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, we sing, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here. If there ever was a song that captured what life in in a pandemic is like, I feel like we're mourning in lonely exile. It It is time and time and time that we look at the news and it seems worse every time. We cry out to the Lord, how long, oh Lord, how long? And that song, at the same time, it's mourning and yearning for God. It also reminds us, rejoice, rejoice, O Israel, for Emmanuel has come to us, O Israel. We have both cause for rejoicing and also yearning in our hearts as we gather this Christmas Eve. It's one of those places where we are reminded that the darkness that God came to fix through the light of Jesus Christ is still here in this world, but yet we have the hope of his second coming to turn our faces toward, to know that he will wipe away every tear, that he will wipe away every stain and set us free. 
I heard a song this week that I, I had never heard before. We all, we just recently, just a minute ago, sang, Oh come, oh come, uh, oh come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. And there aren't very many people in this room that probably walked in here feeling joyful and triumphant. We are weary of a pandemic. We are weary of the, the conflict, the bad news, the everything else is heavy on us. Some of you have lost loved ones this year. Some of you aren't able to be with family this year because of all of this. And we, we walk in the room heavy. And this song that I heard yesterday, it said, Oh, come all you unfaithful. Come weak and unstable. Come know you are not alone. Come, barren and waiting ones, weary of praying, come, see what your God has done. How many of us are weary of praying and asking and longing for God to come? It was into this kind of darkness, even greater darkness than we know, that Jesus Christ came the first time. Think about it. God had been silent to the Israelites for 400 years years. Can you imagine waiting that long and saying, God, have you forgotten your people? Have you forgotten your promises? Do you not see how oppressed we are by this Roman uh, Caesar that is over everything and can, can snap his fingers and we have to go hundreds of miles just at your whim to register in a, in a sense that's, that has nothing to do with our lives? You can hear them crying out of, of this longing for God to come and do something. They were expecting the Messiah to come in grandeur, to, to land in the palace. The heavens would split open. They would conquer the Romans. They would kick everybody out, and then everything would be transformed. But God's light breaking in doesn't work just like that. God has his own way of breaking into the darkness. As we think about the, the brokenness and the darkness they were walking in, I'm reminded of one of my other favorite Christmas carols, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. If you haven't listened to that in a while, stop and listen to it sometime. He was writing in the middle of the Civil War. His wife had recently died. His son was, was horribly injured in a hospital far, far away. And he was walking in the streets in his town in 1863 on Christmas Day, and he heard the bells going. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. But his heart, even though he wanted to be in the highs of Christmas, his heart was in the depth of pain. And he thought that, the, that this wish of peace on earth, goodwill to men was, was hollow and empty because he knew how much violence there was in his world. One verse that we don't sing in the hymn, it was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And then this verse you've probably sung, in, Then in despair I bowed my head, There is no peace on earth, I said, For hate is strong and mocks the song Of peace on earth, goodwill to men. This is the place often we find ourselves. God, where are you? All this stuff is, is, is window dressing, but it's not the, 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 the good news that we need in a hard, dark world. 
But Longfellow realized, even in that moment, even while he is despairing, God spoke to him as those bells kept ringing. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead. He does not sleep. The wrong shall fail. The right prevail with peace on earth, goodwill to men. This is the story of God breaking into darkness over and over and over again throughout history. God breaks through darkness and he shines his light. Think about the prophecies that the Israelites must have been holding on to as they awaited their coming Messiah. Isaiah is full of them. We heard one a minute ago. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Isaiah 60, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. The Lord will be your everlasting life, and the days of your sorrow will end. The days of your sorrow will end. Elizabeth is one of the characters of the Christmas story that I love. This woman is late in life and has been praying for a child for decades and decades and decades. She is weary of praying. And yet God hears the longing of her heart. She represents all of Israel waiting for 400 years for something to come. And God works in her and through her. And she becomes pregnant with John the Baptist, the one who will prepare the way for the Lord. God broke into her darkness. God lifted her up as the one who had been waiting and yearning and still looking to the Lord. And he saw her and he raised her up. God used these, these quiet moments, these, these unheard people. He, he used the shepherds who were out in their fields. He used the teenage girl, Mary, a faithful girl, but who had not accomplished anything great for the kingdom. She didn't have a pedigree that would show you why exactly she deserved to be the mother of the Messiah. But God saw her heart and that she was willing when God said, this is what's going to happen. She said, may it be as you have said. She was willing. She was willing to invite God's light. Even when God asks her to do something that could be very dark, she could be shunned, she could even be stoned, but she was willing to let God's light come into her life. And then the amazing poetry that comes out of the Gospel of John as he bursts forth to tell the story of Jesus. He says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus Christ is the light of the world, the one who has burst forth, the one who breaks into our darkness, the one who drives it away. He is the one who came and proclaimed. Do you remember the scene in Luke chapter 4 where he unrolls the Isaiah scroll and he turns to the place and he says, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. He says, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. How many of us feel like we are even in darkness in prison now, but God wants to free you, to free you from shame, to free you from guilt, to free you from the weight that you're carrying. 
It goes on to say, to provide for those who grieve in Zion and bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, and oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise instead of despair. This is what God wants to gift us with on this Christmas, a garment of praise instead of despair. He wants to speak into the darkness and to speak into the longing and say, I have come to give you life and life abundantly. Christ has come into this world and we know that he is with us even now as we celebrate 2,000 years after he has come. But it's hard sometimes to struggle with that, that tension, the now and the not yet. We know that Christ has come, that, that the Christmas carols are true and real, but at the same time there is a longing because there is still darkness. As Longfellow mourned over the broken world that he was walking around in, he longed for this, but he remembered that God was stronger and truer and deeper than any temporary human sorrow. We know that Christ came and he took on our darkness. He took on our sin. He took on our shame. And he took it in, onto the darkness of a cross and he took it all the way into a darkness of a grave. And on that dark Easter morning before sunrise, that grave burst open and the light came forth. And that light burst forth and would never be put in a grave again. And Jesus Christ rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from whence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. He is alive the light is with us and will always be with us. We have celebrated his first coming as we celebrate Christmas, but we also mark the longing for his second coming. That is where we are still in this time of yearning. We are still seeing darkness in the world, but the light has come. His kingdom has broken in. And brothers and sisters, you and I are his light here on this planet. You and I are the hands and feet of God to bring the blessings, the peace, the grace of his kingdom into this very broken world. In a minute, we are going to light candles to sing Silent Night, and we will share the light. I will light the candle from the, the Christ candle, and then we'll move it through the whole room. And it's a reminder that Christ is the source of our light. He is the one that fills us with light, and he sends it out to our neighbors, to our friends and family. And as you leave today, I want you to think about carrying that light with you. Who is walking in darkness in your life? What neighbors need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ? What neighbors need to have you come and bear their burden some? What, what neighbors need to hear you say, I'm here for you. I can listen. Share with me your, your, your grief, your sorrow, your longing, your yearning. As we are filled with the light of Jesus Christ, we too can share it with others. 2 Corinthians 4 gives us a glimpse of what that looks like. For God, the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed on the face of Christ. He gave us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed on the face of Christ. As we look to Jesus Christ, his light shines. 
He is the sun. We are like the moon reflecting that light, and we can provide light for others as well because he is our source of light. Brothers and sisters, it is a dark world, but Jesus Christ has come. He has changed everything. And when he comes back, every tear will be gone, every sorrow will be gone, and his light will shine forevermore. For Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Carolyn. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to find out more about our church, you can check out our website at mlepc.org. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a podcast. Have a blessed day.